Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Welcome, everybody. Well, we begin this hour with, uh, once again, when homeless people attack, it is just horrific. This concerns uh, a couple that lives in Studio City. And the husband is in pretty serious shape. He has been hospitalized after being attacked following a confrontation with two homeless men. We're going to have a chance now to talk to his wife, who wants to go public with the story to let everybody know how just out, out of control this all is. We're told they just arrested the suspect. That's true. All right. That's what. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. That's what, I oh. have to say allegedly because we haven't done the um, the lineup yet, but. Uh, what do you? It's, this is Cecilia Guile, who's the wife yeah. of mm-hmm. uh, the man who was attacked. Uh, what do you? What do you know about the rest? Any details? Um, no, I, I think I um, I just learned that he was um, wanted for burglary or was in jail for burglary and was released early, possibly. So he's had other of convictions. Oh, how many times have we heard that? Right. All right. Uh, yeah. What's your husband's name? I would like to keep him anonymous. He do, he does not want to have to um, talk to his clients about it at work all the time. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I what? heard. I saw you last night on television, and you did not want your husband's name out there, but your name was out there, so I thought that was interesting. But um, yeah, why don't, why don't you tell our listeners the story as to what happened here with your husband and these men? Okay, um, so last Wednesday um, we noticed that two men were relocating uh, behind our house, or lo- you know, moving their stuff two homeless men they looked like they were homeless and um using our uh our um, driveway to um go back and forth um we have some land behind our homes um that uh is between um some businesses on ventura boulevard a very busy street and so um they were you know setting up camp and i didn't approach them i was driving my kids to school and then um, I called the police, couldn't get through. I, I told all the neighbors, and then the neighbors um, called, um, and the police came that day and couldn't remove them. Um, why, and so, why, why couldn't they remove them? When they showed up, the men were on private property for um, the business uh, Millennium Dance Complex. They weren't on any of the house property oh so your backyard Um, your backyard does it slope downward in the back towards the business behind you yeah okay so when the cops showed up they were on the business's property and not yours that's right and i i don't know i'm not really clear why they they said you know their hands were tied they could not um they could not arrest them that they you know that they had said that um the men said they were going to leave and relocate and they told me to call LASA for services to have them come out and, you know, possibly see what, what could be offered to them for relocation. And, of course, I mean, at that point, I mean, I'm just so busy. And um, I'd already, like, spent, like, an hour on the phone that day just trying to get to the non-emergency line to have them come out that I was like, I, I don't have time to call LASA. So I just 
thought, well, maybe they'll relocate. Um, but, you know, fast forward to Friday, and they they were still there. Um, and my husband, when he came home from work, went over and to talk to them and to tell them, you know, hey, guys, you're still trespassing. You had said you were going to leave. The police came, and you said you were going to leave. You're still here. Um, and to try to, uh, you know, offer them some services, what what's available in the area. And, of course, you know, they didn't want a curfew. They didn't want um, shelter. Um, and at first it was like a friendly, you know, kind of conversation. And then one of them just kind of lost his temper and just started screaming. And so, um, my husband screamed back at him and then, um, that one left or pretended to leave and pack up. My husband, uh, stayed and, and talked to the other, uh, man. And, um, that's when the, um, <clears throat> the, the one that, you know, pretended to leave climbed up on the millennium complex rooftop and then grabbed that metal pole and, you know, tried to, you know, just struck my husband with it. And that's when my husband fell to the ground, turned over, just like this, just, I mean, so much, you know, pain, horrific pain. And then um, the other one said he was going to, you know, mess him up and threw something at him. It missed. My husband just scurried up the hill, you know, just thinking I'm going to get killed. I'm going to die here today. And then he called 911. Um, and they came pretty quickly. And also a neighbor had also called 911 who heard the screaming. What's uh, your husband's injuries? Uh, he had a fractured scapula right down the middle, um, three uh, fractured ribs, uh, and then a collapsed lung. And this is from, a, a, uh, from them uh, thrusting a metal pole at his yes. back? Mm-hmm. Like one of those big fence poles. Like he said, my husband said it was like full of metal. I mean, it was just. Um, so, you know, heavy, it wasn't like a, a pole that was, you know, uh, empty in the center. And so. they, and they hit him in the back or where? Yeah. Right on his scapula. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Cause he was up on top of the roof and, you know, my, my husband was down at the bottom of this, you know, hill. And so it was just like, you know, the impact from above. What did he jump um, off the roof with it and whack your husband? No, no, no. It was just like a long pole. I don't know. You know, I mean, oh, they were on he top swung of, like, it from the roof and it hit your husband. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he swung it. I think he, you know, with all his force, he just, uh, wow. you know, uh, it, it left a circle. It left a circle mark on the back of his back on his scapula. So he's going to recover. It's going to take some time, or. Uh, it'll take six weeks for the bones to fuse back together. Um, he's um, he's doing some respiratory exercises and, you know, improving. And um, he was discharged on Saturday, and um, he's kind of a workaholic, so he's he's back to work. Have you two had any encounters with homeless in the past? Yes, yes. This is our maybe our fourth. I think the first one was probably um, a woman. Uh, I think it's. After the pandemic, she tried setting up camp back there uh, in the same kind of terrain. It looks like it's just, you know, like maybe it belongs to the city or maybe. And so we noticed her, called the police twice. They came out, said they couldn't remove her. But she was on our property, so we could remove her stuff. And so we um, we waited for her to leave one day and packed up her stuff and put it in, a, in her suitcase and left it by Ventura, and then she came and got it, and never we never saw her again. That's how we took care of that problem, but the police couldn't remove her. Wow. And then another time, we've had vandalism, a guy on top of my husband's car, and just 
he must have been high or something, I don't know, and just bent back one of his windshield wipers and broke it and just was climbing all over it. Um, and then another time last July, we had a homeless man just jump our fence and come into our backyard and just wander on through our property. Uh, my parents were here. They were taking a nap. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm surprised you're hanging in there and staying where you are after all this. So you're on you're on the uh, south side of Ventura Boulevard, like a little bit up in the hill. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. That's right. Yeah, and and um, nobody at that Millennium Dance uh, Complex, which I guess what is that a club? It is a dance studio. Dance they have studio. they don't you know, they don't police their 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 property there to shoot these no, people away. Um, yeah, no, um, but now, you know, the the silver lining, I guess, to this is that those businesses are really, you know, going to work with us now to try to get some fencing, maybe some security patrol people um, to do some, you know, some surveillance. Yeah, so something something to discourage anybody from uh, from resting there for any period of time. Something right, to make right. it uh, too uncomfortable. Now, the good news is yeah. we have an arrest. You would like attempted murder, right? Uh, yes, because of the, you know, the severe uh, injuries. I mean, he could have been killed. Oh, if he hit, if you're, if he hit your husband in the head instead of in the back, then, yeah, he would have been right. killed. Right, right. And so, you know, I mean, you just don't know, you know. I mean, I of course, I told my husband, I said, I think you're, you know, that wasn't very good judgment to go down there and talk to them. Um, but, you know, you have empathy and you want to help them sometimes and, and it's just. Well, do you, you see? Just yeah, I mean, empathy doesn't do anyone any good here. These I people know, are I really guess. psychotic. Yeah, they, they, they are. I mean, I mean, they're 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 extremely dangerous. Yeah, I guess you know. I just, I guess it took you know this happening for us to to really see. It's sad that you know you can't you can't even approach them. You can't no. because you don't know how they're going to react. Yeah, because you don't correct. know the the severity of their mental illness or the depth of their drug addiction or both. And so right. their, their, I mean, their brains I, are completely dysfunctional. Right. I mean, I think, uh, you know, a lot of citizens right now from what I've, you know, I'm, I'm a busy mother. I just, you know, I'm always busy. And now with this, you know, I've posted on next door, just trying to get the word out there and trying to get the guy's picture out there. And what I'm hearing from most citizens, you know, it's like these homeless people, they're mostly criminals and drug addicts. They're not war veterans with acute PTSD. No, no. You know, or or schizophrenic. I mean, they're, you know, I mean, you just don't know. But um, for the majority of people, they're just criminals and drug addicts. Cecilia, thanks for talking to us. And we wish your husband the best. Tell him that for us. I will. I will. All right, Cecilia Guile is our guest in Studio City. Uh, with the breaking news that they have arrested the homeless man that basically tried to murder her husband after he went to tell them that they can't camp where they're camping, he was attacked with a long metal pole, which has resulted in some uh, broken ribs and a fractured scapula and a collapsed lung. Horrible, but they did arrest somebody. That's the breaking news. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Right, coming up after 5 o'clock, we're going to bring back an attorney by the name of Brad Gage. She represents the family. I think it's mostly the mother of an LAPD officer who died during a, during a training session. Uh, at the academy and uh, LAPD, uh, they officially call it an accident. The family uh, had a big news conference yesterday to say 
There may be a lot more to the story. They were already suspicious because of the injury suffered by Houston Tipping. They felt that he was like dropped on his head and that something may have been done deliberately. Well, now they come with a possible motive. He may be a whistleblower in quite the case. We'll talk to Brad Gage after the news at 5 o'clock. Quite the case, yes. It would be quite the case, (laughs) yes. We already had that uh, strange story that there may be a serial killer up in the Stockton area, but this would also, if true, be explosive, uh, what uh, the attorney's going to tell us coming up after the news at 5 o'clock. Well, we've been talking about when homeless people attack uh, in Studio City. A man was beaten with a long metal rod by a homeless guy who he went to tell that he had to take a hike and move his stuff from an encampment below the couple's home in Studio City. We got the breaking news that they have arrested someone for that attack, and eventually it'll go to George Gascon. Yeah, well, the prosecution. Oh well. The the wife of the guy who uh, was uh, injured in the attack. Uh, uh, mentioned that there may be a uh, criminal record here that we're dealing with, and that he may have gotten out early. We'll yeah, see what something the about burglary are. or something. Yeah, about... some kind of some kind of burglary, some kind of early release. Yeah, oh, well, that's what I, they do. I read I read a story today where somebody went through the small number of people who are responsible for most of the crimes, uh, the murders, and, and and the major crimes. It was it, they they broke. I'll, I'll find it. I think it was in the National Review, and it was about the uh, DA in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And his whole point was because that guy is Larry Krasner, and he's like Gascon and Chesa Boudin and all the rest of these uh, whack jobs. It is a small number of people who repeatedly commit a whole array of crimes over and over again. You don't have to incar- You don't have to do mass incarceration. You have to do incarceration of the guys who who commit multiple crimes. That's too many to them. That's still too many people. But I mean, because that's what we did in the 90s, beginning with the three strikes laws. We started to incarcerate these people and crime plummeted. But for that crowd, still too many people. I I, I know. But do you know how low the prison population is now in California after all their work? Oh, yeah. That's why we are where we are today. They let out about 65,000 prisoners. Even back then, it wasn't an enormous. We have a state of 40 million people. You have 100,000 prisoners. Is that really a lot? No. But to them, it was too many. Right? That's what we're fighting over. Right. I know. But you see, the thing is, we have to get rid of them. There's no point in arguing with them. It's clear they're never changing their mind and they have an irrational position, a psychotic cult-like position that can't be changed. So you have to understand that, that it's not about engaging the same old tired arguments with them. You're not going to win. They have the power. You don't. They don't care what you think. When it comes time, and, and, and shockingly, Philadelphia has by far the highest murder rate in the country. And shockingly, they reelected this bastard, Larry Krasner, for another term. Yeah. I, and I and I don't understand what's going on with voters. You can rail about uh, what they're teaching in universities and what, what's on television. You know, with the with the left wing journalists and the L.A. Times and those progressive whack jobs. But what is it with the people? All right. Well, this next story proves that it's not safe for the homeless people either. This is a story from CBS2 reporter Candace Crone 
And uh, the truck driver in this case apparently is real shook up. Let's listen. Detectives say that this doesn't appear to be criminal, just an accident. As you mentioned, uh, the woman was lying uh, in the middle of this parking lot. That's where the trash was. Uh, she was surrounded by uh, some boxes. And so uh, to people, it just sort of it didn't look like anything out of the ordinary, just a pile of trash. Take a look at this video, though. This was the scene around 1245 this morning. Witnesses say they saw the truck pull into the lot and notice the trash. We didn't think anything of it. As the driver was turning through the parking lot, he drove over a pile of cardboard boxes. Several people at a nearby taco truck alerted the driver that he'd hit something. Well, it turns out a woman was sleeping in that pile. She was dragged about 50 feet. We're told the driver did try. He stopped. He tried to render aid, but it was too late. When medics got here, they pronounced her dead on scene. I spoke to a detective earlier who used to patrol this area and said uh, this parking lot has been a dumping ground and often accumulates a lot of trash. She said the driver was shaken by what happened and that this was simply an unfortunate incident. We talked to the employees of the taco truck and they said that they thought it was a pile of trash that was there before the arrival of the truck. So there was already perception that this, this person that was laying down there uh, was surrounded with other, uh, other items. Uh, and that's what the truck driver's story was. The coroner is now working to identify the victim. She's only been described uh, as being around 20 to 30 years old. Authorities say that no drugs or alcohol were involved and that they questioned the driver and released him. So she sets up camp in a parking lot arraying boxes around herself. Everyone thinks it's trash. This poor truck driver goes into the parking lot. It's a Vons, I guess, to make a U-turn, and he squashes all the boxes in her, too. I, I, it's like, what, what a, we're just in a nutty world now, aren't we? Well, yeah, because we're, it's being permitted. Exactly. There's no, there's no excuse for letting a woman to live under a pile of boxes that a truck driver can't, can't see at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then she gets crushed. Oh, and, how would he know, right? No, he, it's, not, it's not his fault. And I don't oh. think they're charging him with anything. But apparently he's real but, shook up because right. no one wants to kill anybody. But, you know, in a, norm, in a normal world, somebody would see that woman doing something nuts during the evening. Yeah. And call up the police. And they would, they would come get her and, and put her in some kind of, uh, some kind of center. Some place, right? Some place. Indoors, a off room, the streets. Right. Yeah. Because she's very vulnerable to dying. I mean, if she doesn't get run over by a truck, something other, something else is going to happen. She's going to get robbed, raped, knifed. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Now we'll be talking more about those gas prices in California coming up after 5 o'clock. We'll tell you what's going on in Germany, where the people there are suffering major angst because of the Russian war with Ukraine and how they're sort of caught in the middle and it's affecting inflation 20 percent uh yeah. some of the inflation rates it's also infecting uh, affecting of course energy part costs. of it's caused by their green energy dreams yeah we'll tell you what they're uh, saying over there in Germany that have gone very sour and as people begin to receive this week and next week these inflation relief checks or money deposits from the state of california we'll tell you how that also may be a really really bad idea all of this coming up uh exciting news we found out last night that uh the announcement was made by al sharpton the national action network that joe biden told the reverend al he is running again in 24. was this at a clown convention 
No, they were posing for a photograph in the Roosevelt Room oh. of the White House. Oh, I thought maybe. And uh, it was some sort of media event. And Biden said he told, well, Sharpton's now telling everybody because I guess he has his own show on MSNBC. Can you think of two bigger bozos than those two? <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I'm going. That was Biden's words. Of course, uh, what else are you going to say in 2022 oh, about a 24 race? It, in a half an hour, he probably forgot he uh, even spoke with Sharp. He's not a joke. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's kind of funny that everybody treats it like he knows what he's saying. He remembers what he's saying, that he has any plan that he really can uh, anyone thinks he can follow through on. He's a walking zombie. OK. Yeah. Um, there you go. Hang on. Uh Sorry. Oh, yeah, we're sorry. You know, what, what? what's fascinating is not much discussion is about what is happening that we don't see. Because most of the time he's hidden from view. There are days and days that go by where he makes no public appearances. Most of the weekends he's hidden inside his uh, second or third or fourth house in Delaware. There's a lot of time unaccounted for. What's going on? What is life like with Joe? Uh, like 8 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock the next morning, when when he's being hidden away, before they shoot him up with adrenaline to go out and say a few words off a teleprompter. Well, he's a placeholder. That's I know. all he is. I know, but, ooh, but, but Sharpton says Biden says he's going to run. Yeah, okay, thanks. Sharp, Sharpton's another one. I love how, I love how he was, uh, his reputation was larger. No, it's not what people say, it's what they do. So on that note, you may have noticed, and I saw one political columnist picked up on this, Biden's not campaigning for anybody. This is a big midterm election coming up in November. Control of the House of Representatives and that 50-50 split in the U.S. Senate makes this a very important election, especially when you're president. He's not on the campaign trail that we know of with anybody. No, zero. And the reason could be that he's not popular and stay away. Uh, yes. On, we don't want man. to remind people that See, I'm part of your party. Most of his own party does not want him to run, which is really the deciding factor. It's not what he wants to do. It's what, uh, it's what Democratic voters want when the primaries come. And there'll be a challenger against him. I mean, right, but they don't, they don't want to stand with him right now when they're trying to get no. reelected to Congress. Well, because he's an anchor. Right, you just bring up something negative in front of people. Well, he, his, his approval, Inflation is still driving people crazy. His approval rating is 38%. I think I saw one oh. of these El Segundo Times columnists, uh, one of these long-time hacks. Kind of, I wouldn't use the word Marvel, but they were like, oh, people are, the whole abortion thing and the January 6th no. thing, that's not moving people. No. No. That was your it's delusion. Normal? It's moving the same people would have moved I, in I, every other election. I know no one who talks about either of those two issues at all, ever, period. It is not an issue people are voting on. That is a, a, a media and political geek issue. That all those opinions have been set in stone forever. No, no one's crossing over one side or the other. But, 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 but why, would you vote, why would you vote on either one of those two issues? That insurrection happened. The people that they have evidence on are being tried and jailed. And on abortion, that's settled. And some states are going to have it, some states not, and that that that's settled. So I, I don't understand. What's the, what's the lingering debate about? What? Those are well, dead issues. They're, the, both, they're both history. 
Everyone thought that the abortion issue was settled before this decision. So. Right, but it's settled now. There's Since certain- 1973, that was the uh, opinion. So, well, you know, you get the Supreme Court back, maybe you can switch it back. I, not this not this court, though. And they want to pass it in, 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 in Congress, protecting the right to abortion nationwide, of They're course. They're not. That's not going to happen. Of course, old Lindsey Graham stuck his snout in there and wanted to pass a nationwide abortion ban. Oh, my God. He's not going to get... So that's what I'm saying. It's just whack jobs with their pet little... Uh, I know, to get attention and to, to drive attention. their base. All I care about, does that have any realistic hope of passing? No. They're not going to legalize it everywhere. They're not going to ban it everywhere. None of that is ever happening, not in our lifetimes, not with this court. No, no, no. Waste so old Joe is going to show issue. up in Florida tomorrow to take a look at the hurricane damage. Yesterday, he was in Puerto Rico, where they also suffered from uh, Hurricane Ian passing through. And uh, Hurricane Fiona is still trying to recover from that one. So uh, he may say something. He may bobble tomorrow. But this is what he said, uh, speaking to the Puerto Rican uh, uh, the people in, in Puerto Rico yesterday. We have a very, in relative terms, large Puerto Rican population in Delaware, relative to our population. We have the eighth largest black population in the country, and between all minorities, we have 20 percent of our state is minority. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure since you're part of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, and Delaware is as well, and I was chairman of the Judiciary Committee. I spent a lot of time in the northern part of the state. Hmm. That is total nonsense gibberish. No such thing. Uh, he was elected in 1972 to be a senator from Delaware. In 1970, according to the census, Delaware had exactly 2,154 people who were either born in Puerto Rico or descended from Puerto Rican parents. That was 0.39% of the population. Wow. Were they all around uh, Joe? Apparently, uh, Joe lived uh, next to all of them, yeah. I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. What is that? You were raised Yeah, because raised, I mean, he was born in like 1900, wasn't he? The number of Puerto Ricans 10 years later... 1940? Uh, uh, was 4,857, which was 0.81% of the state. So, uh, and they even looked in his uh, memoir that he wrote about 15 years ago, and he never mentioned any links to any Puerto Ricans. They also, yeah. asked, they also asked the White House to supply any examples, and they did not comment. The state is now about 10%. Hispanic, but I don't know what percentage of that is considered Puerto Rican. Uh, 55% of Hispanic Delaware residents are Puerto Rican, suggesting that close to 50,000 members of the state current population have roots on the island. Uh, then New York Times, New York Post uh, helpfully put together a short list of his greatest hits when he starts this pandering and makes up, makes up stories about his background. Um, when you had that uh, synagogue... Mass murder in 2018. 11 people got murdered. Uh, he told Jewish leaders in Pittsburgh that he remembered spending time and going to Pittsburgh's Tree of Life synagogue. 
The synagogue said he never visited. He never was there. And then in January, he told students at uh, black colleges in Atlanta that he was arrested multiple times protesting in favor of civil rights. There is no evidence that ever happened. No. And and, and, and it goes on and on. And he's told eight times the story about uh, that Amtrak conductor and his mother. (laughs) Eight times. Another fake story. Not a joke. So, right. I mean, you know what? If you knew somebody like that, you would say he's – if you knew a guy, right, 79 years old, you'd say, oh, he's senile. He keeps telling – he keeps making up stories. Depends who he's talking to. He makes up a story to try to connect with them. It's senility. Tony Kent Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after the news at 5 o'clock, attorney Brad Gage – We'll come back on the John and Ken show. He represents family members of an LAPD officer named Houston Tipping who died during a police training exercise. He died of a spinal cord injury after something called a grappling exercise. But additionally, an autopsy found broken ribs. Uh, We're going to talk to the attorney because they have claimed that this was an assault on Tipping. And yesterday they held a news conference to talk about the possible motive behind the assault. Supposedly, this officer was investigating an alleged gang rape by four other officers. And that could have been the motive to at least cause damage to him or, as it turned out, to to kill him. But we'll see what the family says. Brad represents uh, Houston Tipping's mother. This is after the news at 5 o'clock. Here on the John and Ken show. Well, apparently there was a big scare yesterday in Japan. You may have heard that North Korea actually launched a missile missile right over Japan. Apparently, people in Tokyo, they sent out alarms. Uh, The trains were stopped. People were really frightened. It was a North Korean missile that was launched. Um, He's now uh, the leader there. Kim has done this before back in 2016 and 2017. He was lobbing missiles over Japan. and uh, But this one, I think, was close enough for people in Tokyo to really feel the uh, horror of it. And apparently there was some panic for a while in that country that maybe this is the real thing. Is this just Kim getting a little bit jealous of Putin, shaking up the world with his nuclear it, threats? That yeah, he wants to get back on the map? You never know uh, with uh, a lunatic. You just don't know. No. I'm 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 sure he enjoys upsetting people, and he does want to show off how powerful he is. That little uh, little pipsqueak. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, according I, to some, that they're getting closer to uh, having nuclear capabilities. That's at least what South Korea is saying. Uh, they think that North Korea could conduct its first nuclear tests in five years to prove. But nobody's really ever been sure what they have. And most of their test missiles are like duds. They don't perform yeah, very well. I mean, they're duds until the day they get it right, and then it's not a dud, and then they launch it. And yeah, you, you just don't know. I mean, everybody's trying to uh, figure Putin out too, but you don't know until the day he does something. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I saw an opinion column. Apparently, another book has come out by a person that uh, says they defected from North Korea. Right. And they wanted to give people like an inside look because that's like one of the most closed societies on the planet. What really is it like to be a, a citizen of North Korea? And I think what was included in the piece, I didn't read the whole book, was that it's not an exaggeration. People starve there. There yeah. really is a lack of food. 
It is horrible. People are emaciated and undernourished. They're, they starve to death. He, yeah. he's, uh, that's why he's not worried about... When you see him like a fat ball, you're like, really? Yeah, he, he eats most of the available food. That's right. He doesn't... You know, if he, if he starts something, some kind of missile war, and it kills a lot of his people, it doesn't matter to him. He's killing them already in a more cruel way. They're yeah. starving him to death. Getting uh, dying in a missile attack actually would be uh, would be a break compared to what they're going through. So imagine the depths of uh, of psych of psychotic mental disease that he could watch every day, knowing that thousands and thousands of people are dying all the time from malnutrition, from starvation, and it doesn't bother him. No, he and the purpose his, of this is, is lives- really quite simple. He's trying to tell the rest of the world, lay off, don't try to overthrow me. Because I may have nukes, and I can cause some damage, particularly to countries closer, like Japan. So that's all he's trying to do, is protect what he has so he can stay in power for years. And then, you know, like he got it passed down from his father, pass it if he has kids, pass it down to them. And they can be the dictator and rule the country and have all of the uh, comforts that I'm sure he enjoys. The Daily Mail has a story that uh, Russia's front line in Ukraine collapsed. And oh. uh, and and Putin's forces were hammered into a humiliating retreat. Ukrainian troops sweep ten miles in four hours and liberate dozens of occupied towns. But doesn't that worry us? Because that puts him one step closer yep. to wanting to use nukes because he's losing too much. Yeah, in the same story, it says NATO is warning that they anticipate Russia may detonate a nuke on the Ukrainian border in a demonstration. To no. show that uh, Putin is going to keep uh, keep going. So nukes are the next stop for uh, Putin, right? Because uh, the Ukrainians are shoving the Russians back into their own country. All right. When we come back, we'll be talking to a lawyer named Brad Gage. He is an attorney for the mother of an LAPD officer who was killed during a training accident in May. Houston Tipping was his name. The family's not accepting that necessarily that it was an accident. They said the injuries were not consistent with the explanation for Officer Tipping's death. And further, they are also claiming that Officer Tipping was investigating an alleged gang rape perpetrated by four LAPD officers last year when he was killed. And one of the officers who allegedly participated in the gang rape was present when Officer Tipping was killed during this training exercise. It's coming up next. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.